Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Morning, guys. Good morning. Hello, everyone. And we have Karen Hunt with us from Kentucky. Karen, welcome. Hi, Karen. It's great to be with you this morning. Thank you. We're excited to have you. Well, Karen Hunt is the Dean of Faculty for our High Trust Leader course. And we are in the, I think, the 11th week of the course. We do two a year, and this is the first one of the year. Um, Karen, would you just say a few words about uh, what it's been like for this course and how that's blessing our team? Uh, this course, we have, you know, several faculty involved in about 10 groups, uh, all different types of people and from all, really all over the world. Yeah. Um, it is a huge privilege and blessing because um, every week they get to go through videos and answer questions as a group. Um, and they really, about this time, really start having real breakthroughs in aha moments about the grace journey. And it is so exciting to be able to see these posts and read. And and the faculty are amazing in shepherding these students. So it's a real blessing. Yeah. And and we uh, have asked you on to talk about suffering. So that's that's exciting. (laughs) We're tired of talking about it. So we just thought, Karen, you ran out of we're uh, yeah, we're in the HTL. We're in the control cycle area, so that's it's apropos for us to be talking about suffering because we're right in that mindset. Um, but we're also talking about hope. And speaking of, let me do a little bit uh, of reading here out of First Peter three, and uh, we're going to start in verse thirteen. And then Karen, uh, let's let us uh, ask you some questions after that. Okay. So, in verse thirteen of First Peter. Chapter three, it says, now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteousness for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. Amen. And and just to remind you, last week we were in 1 Peter uh, chapter 4, and so we've jumped back a little bit, but we're still talking about suffering. And Karen, the first question that we want to ask you why talk about why do church communities often take a pass on this kind of suffering? What are your thoughts on that? You know, I was talking to my daughter last night, we were having a discussion about this. And I think one of the things just to start out with an overall principle is, is that, you know, here in the United States, we think uh, suffering is something we want to avoid at all costs. And we want to just like get through it or bypass it or manage it. And the rest of the world, suffering, all kinds of suffering, but I'm particularly talking about Christian suffering mm-hmm. for integrity issues. Um, they see that as just a natural part of their life. That yeah. happens. I have friends all around the world. I know you all do, too, um, that suffer. They're in prison or in jail or they're, you know, rejected totally or they're, you know, punished in some way. Um, here in the United States, I think it's more about kind of a group think mentality. 
um, that you're a member of a particular organization or church or group that's, you know, they have their own rules. And those rules, some of them are unwritten, but you, most everybody in there knows that um, if you want to stay, you know, um, in this group, then climbing up this, uh, onto this suffering ladder, the integrity, uh, and you want to stand up in the boat about something, there's an ejection uh, button on your seat. And you may get ejected for that, uh, possibly rejected. And because of that real possibility, there's a lot of fear um, yeah. about that. So that's that's one of the things. Um, yeah, excellent. We're raised you make to, a key distinction. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Karen. I was going to say, we're raised to really respect authority. And so for me personally, and just a lot of people that I've known and observed, is that, that you you are involved in something, you get really involved and you invest yourself and your family's there, whatever. And then after a while, there's these little compromises that you know are required sort of to stay in that. And you make a few little compromises, but there kind of comes a line where in the sand where you say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Um, I cannot compromise anymore. I, I, my integrity would really be compromised. So you make a stand um, and you will most likely get rejected. It's not always that sharp a choice, but in some form or fashion, you have a loss of relationships, um, a loss of being able to do your passion, what you're really passionate about. So there's some a lot of loss that comes with this also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that you make some really good points about why you would choose to just kind of let things pass by. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and you make a key distinction that uh, we should remember, Bill, you made it last week about the difference between just general suffering and the suffering that's being talked about here for the purposes of Christ. Right. Uh, just to remind me and all of us, um, we, we are people. And as people, because of sin, we have a common suffering. But there is something unique to the righteous. The righteous get to suffer in the purposes of God, just as Christ did in that passage that you read this morning, that's the key to this suffering. Leaders learning that obedience does not necessarily lead to an immediate blessing as much as obedience leads to the immediate purpose of God. And that purpose of God may cause me in an ungodly world to suffer. And Karen, you brought up something that is so wise, and that is, unfortunately, sometimes that suffering is in the family. Mm. Sometimes that suffering is in the church, in which I decide that I'm going to be faithful to what God has asked me to do, and somehow you reject me in my own body for that choice. We expect that a little more in the world. Yeah. We may be rejected for that, but when we're rejected within the church for that, it, I think it's a unique kind of pain. Absolutely. And and usually both sides probably think that their suffering is the suffering that is the right suffering. <laughs> so it's, it's hard to kind of suss that out at, at the same time. Karen, you already answered actually all of the questions that we had for you really succinctly, but we had another question we brought up last week that we'd love your comments on. And it's, if this is true, that it is so difficult for people to choose suffering and leaders need to choose suffering for the benefit of those that they lead, their families, their, their own person, how do we instill, how do we encourage 
leaders to make choices of integrity that lead to suffering for, for others? How do we move them into those choices? Well, the first thing is, I think they don't see any really good examples of this sometimes. So I think how we live our lives before them. And, and if, you know, if they could really understand as, you know, suffering several times, you get this message, but it's really in the suffering that we're most connected to Jesus sometimes. And it's when we're the sometimes the most open to listening to him. And we have this bigger awareness of our need of Jesus. And we really get to see that God rescues us in this suffering. And that there, I think one of the main points too, is there is a bigger purpose in suffering than just suffering. You know, if you can see underneath it to see what is God up to in this for good. Yeah. And for your life and those around you. So nurturing someone in this, I think you'd almost have to walk with them in this, like journey with them, or at least share some of your stories with them. This will always be the part of the ladder um, that is so, so difficult. Who I know there are some people who enjoy suffering for martyrdom or whatever. I'm not one of them. I, I, <laughs> I, I, but, but what I need and what I've needed, and I think what every one of us needs, um, when this is happening to us, it's not easy to recognize. Mm. It's not always obvious. Mm. We don't know what's happening. So it's not always that we're taking a pass. I just need a big brother or a big sister who can say to me, it's happening. You have stood for something that honors God. And I want you to know you're being fought against for, for that purpose, not a personality purpose, not, not anything else. You're being um, fought against right now because you took a stand for righteousness. And I want to tell you that I'll be with you in it. And this is what's happening. A leader has to have some people who are telling him that or her that. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, I can't always distinguish what's going on. And it, and it can feel like it's about me and my issues. Yeah. So that great gift to have <clears throat> a big brother, a big sister who is helping say, it's happening now. And you are glorifying God. Stay in it. Don't be afraid. He's got you. He knew this before the world began. What a gift. Yeah, and, and to that point and, and talking about matching that with what Karen was saying is in those moments of suffering, if we can be attuned to it, then that is when Jesus may be most um not present because he's always present, but when we might most feel his presence. Yeah. And so we may not need anything more from that person than them just to say, I'm, I am here. And then let Jesus do all the pieces of giving us a sense of uh, not being alone. And, and we don't even have to be right about everything when we take a stand. Yeah. That's not yeah. the point. It's not the yeah. point to then to make sure that we're a hundred percent. You're the righteous one always on everything. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, God wants to be with you in that stand as much as he wants to be in making right what you're standing for. And so becoming right about every piece is never the point. And so we're, we make that key distinction of people over problems, but the problem is significant because if you don't address it, then the people won't get healthy. Then people won't continue to lead past this rung. And in fact, they may take a couple of steps down and, and jump off the integrity ladder <laughs> or the rung. And then they kind of maybe walk back over to the capacity ladder and say, oh, I'll be over here again. 
So we have coffee's better here. It is. Yeah. It is. We have significant um, opportunity to help people understand that suffering isn't just because you've done something wrong yep. or because there's something wrong with you. Yep. And John, I've loved your point too about uh, what has helped me the most in a time of suffering for integrity and being rejected and a loss and all that is my family and some dear friends who stood with me in the mm. process of, mm. you know, processing through this to come to healing and then for God to reveal, you know, this is this is this is what I have for you in this. Yes. Well said. As as we think about this and and that question about pastors and leaders, uh, it, it sometimes causes us to have to change our whole focus. Mm. For many, many Christians, the Christian life is about me. It's not about us. Wow. And it's very seldom about them. And yet if we move from me to us like we were just saying, then we together are concerned about them. That's when we will experience suffering that has to do with our righteousness. That's that, when people that try to punch so you in the important. kidneys. I've seen yeah. it. It's just, exactly. they come but, for but it. It is also a time when an audience innately, palpably goes, there's something very real here. Amen. The, the fact that they covered each other in this season, something's very real here. Or if you don't, something's very, it's <laughs> right. Not what they say. Um, well, we are continuing up the ladder next week and we will see you next week on the true face podcast. Karen, thank you so thank much. You, Karen. Join next us well, again Karen. soon. I love being next, with you. Uh, ladder is pestilence. So <laughs> it just gets, keeps getting rougher. Locusts, yeah, yeah. imprecatory prayer. We've got it all. <laughs> Karen, thank you. Thank what you. A delight.